This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to No Filler. I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And it's What You Heard Time. Here's a brand new single from Courtney Barnett. This song is called Before You Gotta Go. Before you gotta go, 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 go. I wanted you to know, no, no, no. You're always on my mind. You're always on my mind If something were to happen, my dear I wouldn't want the last words you hear To be unkind To be unkind We got angry Said some careless things Who was wrong remains unclear start a what you heard episode dude god i love corny yeah and especially after a month of down tempo you know right now we're like we're we're, you know we're slowly getting back to our roots you know with this nice indie kind of folk sounding song what a lovely tune she's great man so i remember you uh you brought her she made it to our top 10 of the decade uh playlist when we did that episode so oh yeah dude she's made a few rounds on this podcast yeah she she gets a lot of love on this show uh so this is off a, a little little ep uh that just came out a couple weeks ago the other song on there is called ray street which i haven't listened to but yeah i love it man it's so like simple really good and it looks like she's got a new album set to release on november 12th all right key well it's that time again man it's time to do our our monthly mixtape here and, um, you know, if, if you're not a fan of down-tempo music, the kind of stuff we've been playing the last four weeks, this is the moment you've been waiting for, you know? Finally, I'm not going to hear something other than down-tempo on No Filler. It feels like it's been forever 
since we did a what you heard, dude. It really does feel like a long time. I mean, it, yeah, it's the same same amount of time every month. I mean, that's just I've just been sitting on these tunes for so long. I think that's why it feels so long, dude. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so this is our monthly mixtape. Monthly mixtape. So, you know, if you haven't listened to a What You Heard episode before, it's pretty straightforward. Basically, we each um, bring five five songs um, from, from bands that we've been listening to uh, since the last time we did a What You Heard. So really, it's just an excuse to play a wide range of, of genres and because and, usually it ends up being that, um, you know, we have our our go to styles that we typically bring to the table. But, you know, this is just a good way to. To essentially have a like a mixtape, a monthly mixtape is what we call it. So we each we each bring five tracks, and it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's just a really music heavy episode. Um, it's just a a segment we've been doing since the beginning of the show, but we we turned it into a a monthly show um, recently. Basically, there's no rules, right? Any decade, any style, doesn't matter. Yep, I gotta say, man, I, I feel like I have been obsessing over which five songs to bring. More so than any any other what you heard. I just I was switching them up five minutes before we pressed record. Yeah, I mean, if you're like me, which you, you, I'm sure you do this, Q. I, I listen to these songs like just obsessively, just trying to make sure that like, yeah, this will be good. This will sound good following this song. Mine all feel they're kind of in the same like vein for the most part. Okay, I feel like they go they go pretty well together. You're gonna deliver a, like a theme, a motif here to us, Q. A little bit, dude. I got songs from the 80s and the 90s. I'm all over the place, dude. You know, it's just, it's a tough job listening to music all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, man. Uh, but you're kicking us off today, dude. It's it's all up to you to set the stage. This is, you know, this is a very important responsibility here. First song, you got to set the tone. Last month, I brought in a really dark, brand new song from Gary Newman. You did. Very dark, industrial. Kind of like an industrial, yeah, industrial, techno, dancey kind of thing. About, about uh, you know, the failures of humanity when it comes to climate change, basically. It was pretty bleak, dude. It was yeah. a pretty bleak start. Well, I'm going to start us off with a song that's guaranteed, Q, to make you smile. Okay? Awesome. This came on my radar yesterday. So this is a brand new tune, to me, at least. But uh, it's this band called Stove. And I've heard of a band called Avlov. They're kind of in the same vein of, of like a, um, I've, I've brought some of these tracks before from these artists, but like a Horse Jumper of Love, Spirit of the Beehive, right? Oh, yeah. You may remember those names, right? So Avlov's kind of in the same vein. Stove is a solo project of frontman of Avlov, Steve Hartlett. And this record that I'm bringing a song from is called Is a Toad in the Rain. And basically, it sounds like when he first started the Stove Side Project, it took him a while to start to play around with different sounds and styles because he was so used to writing music for Avlov, and Avlov has, Avlov has a very particular sound, right? So anyway, you can definitely tell. He actually talked about how like he, um, you know, he started to discover that when he was separated from the Avlov Project and the expectations of that band, right, and the sound that that band had... He felt free to like experiment and try different things, right? And this album is a good example of that because from song to song, it's kind of all over the map, but it's, it's a very, very solid indie record in my opinion. But here we go, Q. This song is called Graduate and Congratulate. And again, the band is called Stove. Stove. <laughs> 
Dude, I will always save a spot in my heart for some fuzzy bedroom pop. Yeah, man, totally. There will always be room for that. And um, according to the critics, or I guess the reviews and stuff like that, this is kind of a gentler side of stuff. So me not knowing that, I, I kind of figured that this was kind of what they were doing. But, um, you know, maybe the, the record before that might have been a little bit heavier, a little bit more distorted and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, when you mentioned Spirit of the Beehive, mm -hmm. uh, I actually picked up that record, uh, Hypnic Jerks. Yeah, dude. I love that record. Yeah, it's great. So I was expecting, since you mentioned Avlov and Spirit of the Beehive, I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more like weird, avant-garde, kind of all over the place. But that's the thing. Like, there is a lot of that, though. That, like I said, the record actually does bounce around a lot. Cool. That particular song had more of a... Um, like you said, bedroom pop kind of kind of sound to it. But I also had like, I, I feel like I was getting, this is going to sound weird, but you know, whatever. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> some like Temptations vibes or something like that. So like classic. Bear with me on that. Yeah, like, yeah, classic kind of 60s. Doo-wop. Yeah, doo-wop kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than that's just what I, that's what I'm feeling right now, dude. That, that's the vibe I'm getting. I'm feeling it too, dude. I, I'm getting those vibes. Uh, and I have got the perfect song to queue up dude keep us in these same vibes okay perfect perfect uh so i'm actually gonna switch up a song here dude at the very last minute all thanks to your first song choice man just to keep it flowing nicely uh it's gonna be the same artist i was gonna play just a different song so i actually shared this picture with you trev a couple weeks ago this is another gift provided to me by our final one of my favorite subreddits I'm always hopping on here, dude, to get music suggestions. So this person shared a selection of UK post-punk from their collection. Some new, mostly old. There is a duo by the name of Strawberry Switchblade that shows up on here. Oh, dude, I've heard about them. They're, they're kind of in the shoegaze camp, right? New Wave Pop. Okay. Well, then what am I thinking of? I don't know, dude. I wouldn't call them shoegaze at all. Okay. Well, then I'm thinking of something else. This album is awesome, dude. They only have one one studio album. came out in 1985. It's, it's a self-titled. And they were only active for about five years. I'm interested to hear um, how like a new wave band is going to play off of a, like a bedroom pop indie rock band. It's, it's, this is going to be perfect, man. All right. So we're going to play track seven on the record. The song is called Who Knows What Love Is. City in my 
Yeah, I would love to have that on vinyl, man. Right? Love it. So, like, is that all they did? Is that the only record they put out? Yeah. That's cool. That's it, man. On uh, Spotify, there is also a 1982 four-piece demo, and then there is a platinum collection, so like a best of. Yeah, I, I would put them in the, the the flip side of the, the shoegaze coin, you know, the dream pop kind of vibe. You know, they kind of have, you know, I feel like Mr. Twin Sister, mm-hmm. probably when they went by Twin Sister, kind of called back to this kind of sound quite a bit. Bands like Tennis kind of kind of nod to this too, you know? Yeah, and what's so, you know, I thought that would go great with that, with that Stove song because, and out of all the songs on this record, that track has like one of those, you know, just classics kind of sound to it, you know? Just a classic love song. Yeah. And it follows that formula that uh, songwriters have been using since the 50s probably. Yeah, I can hear that. I could hear that being being um, take away the synths and stuff, and that could be a be a fifty song, you know. Yeah, I I kind of feel like I want to play another song, dude. Just real quick, just real quick, dude. Okay. Okay, so this one is actually on a Japanese edition, so I don't know where when this song came into play as far as when they were recording it and everything, but it's like a bonus track. So this one's track eighteen. It's called Michael Who Walks by Night. Spooky. That record could have came out this year and, and it would have been, or maybe, maybe more appropriate would be like the 2010s when all the dream pop bands were um, making music, right? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That, that's, that's got a timeless sound, man. I love it, man. Cause that's the thing. Like it's, it's very clearly like when you, when you hear, oh, that was made in the eighties, you can hear that, but it also, it doesn't sound dated in that way. No. 
it's that classic like guitar um well i just like the i like their synth the sound. tone like the guitar tone yeah and the synth. Their, their synth sound sounds um not cliche enough to be like shoehorned into the 80s like i said that could a a dream pop band could have put that out you know within the last decade and it would sound right alongside the rest of them you know i think that's a good way to put it dude the synthesizer aspects are not cheesy so well it's not the cliche not corny not cliche sound that you think of right so here's what i'm reading here on wikipedia dude Apparently they were extremely popular in Japan, <laughs> so that is why they they issued that uh, bonus track edition in Japan. That kind of stuff always fascinates me, dude. You know, yeah, like bands being massive in in other countries and and never finding that success elsewhere. Yeah, it happened with Kings of Leon. I think we talked about yes, that, didn't we? They were they, they were much in, bigger in England before in England. Yeah, yeah, dude. It is interesting. Especially when it's a band like Kings of Leon and their early stuff was very much Southern rock. Southern. Well, you know what, dude? That's more that's more of like a it's more of like a, a not like a fantasy, but like that's like a gimmick or something. Not a gimmick, but it's like, you know, in, in England that's something that you're romanticized. Yes, there you go, dude. Thank you. Here for you, bro. <laughs> that like, you know, Western cowboy like southern yeah. culture. That's not a thing in, in England. Sure. Right. And they had the look, man. They had the bell bottoms and shit. Oh, yeah, dude. The beards and stuff back in the day. Oh, yeah. I miss those days, man. Those were good days. So that was Strawberry Switchblade. I want to give a quick shout out to the user on Reddit. Shout out to Fantastic Mr. Fox. And you have to figure out how to spell that out yourself because I'm not going to I'm not gonna spell it out for you. It's not spelled like you would think it's spelled out? It sure isn't, dude. Uh, so, yes, like thank Guy you. Guy Fox, maybe? Is that what he's trying yes. to do? Yes. Nice. Yes. So yeah, um, again, the vinyl subreddit, one of my favorites. If you are a music fan, even if you're not into record collecting, hop on there and I guarantee you, you will find an album from an artist that you've never heard and you're going to fall in love with it. That's my guarantee, dude. I will guarantee that for you. At the very least, you'll get to look at people's really badass um, setups and stuff. A lot of people post their um, you know, their record setup, their, oh, yeah, their turntable setup and stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of turntable envy happens uh, on that subreddit almost daily, dude. Yep. All right, dude. I'll pass it back to you. What you've been hearing lately? All right, Q. I do have a great, a great uh, flow, a great um, transition. Awesome. From this, we're just gonna keep keep the good vibes rolling here. So, um, you know, of course, Q. We can't go at what you heard without playing some shoegaze, right? I almost brought one, dude, but. I decided well, not to. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got you covered. So, um, this is a brand new record by this band called Lucid Express. So, this is a um, their self titled debut record. And this came out around July 16th of this year. So, I'm going to read a little description here. Okay. Lucid Express is five young dreamers who create a stunning airy blend of shoegaze and indie pop amongst the skyscrapers, mountains, and packed alleyways of Hong Kong. Mm. I've, what more do I need to say, right? <laughs> so here we go. We're going to play a track off of their self-titled record here. I feel like the huge cityscape of Hong Kong and like Tokyo just lends itself well to, to shoegaze or like vaporwave. I think you're right, dude. It's the concrete jungle. Yeah. 
you know, and, and they're massive cities Dystopian, that have been maybe? around for decades. Yeah. Yeah, dude. A little Blade Runner type stuff, right? Absolutely. Let's do it, dude. I'm stoked. This song's great, man. That smile that, that you've had this entire episode is going to stay in place. Awesome. This song is called Prime of Pride. classic juxtaposition of tone you know getting that from that glide guitar kevin shields signature move the wall of sound wall of sound was there it was ever present they did it really well man i like how they had this kind of like off key tones in there that kind of made you feel uneasy Uh uh-huh and then kind of like, like a like a like a tilt a whirl or something like that you love it dude that's your favorite thing to compare it to and you're right dude yeah, tell the world, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, I feel like with new newer shoegaze bands, which you know some people would call that new gaze. That is actually a term, new gaze bands, right? They really. What I love about newer shoegaze bands is they take they take the template that My Bloody Valentine Slow Dive created. You know what I mean? But they they sprinkle in dream pop and bedroom pop and synth pop and stuff like that into the mix. You know what I mean? So they're uh, you know, that's what's great about music, right? Is that like, um, you know, when we borrow from the past, a lot of times it's just used as one piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? Right. Versus My Bloody Valentine was 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 forging that and like making this the sound, right? They were inventing it. So many shoegaze bands pull from that loveless sound. And I'm all about it, dude. Yeah. And a lot of them, like you said, like they're they're really doing it right. As because we're like, so far removed from it. What they're what they're picking, what what parts they're picking from different eras of shoegaze and and dream pop, kind of reminds me of that that band letting up despite great faults that I brought up on our random shoegaze episode. Right. Yeah, dude. It's it's that great 
combination of of dream pop and shoegaze which again is funny dude because which are interchangeable right it's the same thing but they're but not they're not they're not i think everyone just, knows what not, we mean yeah yeah they're not they're not they're, they're different they're different they're different branches on the same tree i guess um there we go or at least different twigs on the same branch maybe hey. if you want to go more granular yeah dude even better let's take a quick break All right, Q, um, I'm going to throw it back to you. So let's see what happens here, Q, because I'm starting to run out of sounds that or songs that sound similar here. So I don't know if I should pull a 180 yet, dude. I got. Well, I was going to say, I've got one. I've got some 180s coming up. Okay. But it's just a matter of like, what am I going to be 180ing off of, you know? And are you going to keep it in the same vein it's, it's, yeah. as the shoegaze here? Mm, it's not shoegaze, but okay. uh, I would say it's the same era that shoegaze uh started so same to come around decade i mean not loveless decade not early 90s so this is a band called cleaners from venus how dude i found out found out about this band i don't I see I'm, I'm sure you remember dude i texted you with such glee you did i was so excited when i heard this stuff i said it was my favorite discovery so far of the year and i think that holds true dude discovery Discovery. Okay. Yeah. So this is a band that so it's it's mostly one dude, main guy behind it. His name's Martin Newell or Newell. And within with that project and other projects he's done, he's dropped like over over twenty records since nineteen eighty. Most of them are under Cleaners from Venus. And a lot of it was recorded DIY bedroom style on like cassette tapes. It's kind of all over the place, dude. A lot of it kind of feels like like Sergeant Pepper's kind of stuff. There's some, there's some David Bowie vibes. There's some like Thin Lizzy vibes, all over the place. And I, I've only listened to two albums, and this was tough, dude, to pick a song. But I got one that's gonna flow really well with our overall vibe so far, and I think you're gonna like it, dude. So again, this is a band called The Cleaners from Venus. It's an album called On Any Normal Monday that came out in 1982. The song is called A Girl with Cars in Her Eyes.
I love that the little synth sound. Yeah, thing. it kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't yeah, expecting it, and that was way ahead of of their time. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Well, when did this record come out? Early eighties or eighty two, I believe. Eighty two. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I love these are the kind of discoveries I I love, man. That's what I'm saying, dude. I love it. But and you know what, dude? That's just another name for me to keep in the back of my head. As I'm flipping through records at a record store. Absolutely. I would pick up anything from these guys. Well, here's the thing, man. Um, I'm looking more into this, dude. So like I mentioned before, they they self-produced their records and and distributed them on cassette tapes. Uh, That's why they weren't really, they didn't really find a wider audience is because of that unconventional method of distribution. Apparently there was a whole like cassette tape underground distribution network back in the 80s musicians that went this route were too eccentric and at times experimental to withstand the homogenizing influence of record companies how cool is that dude so there were actually quite a few bands like this that were more like avant-garde and yeah just kind of too weird to mm-hmm. to be picked up by major labels so they just distributed their own records or their own cassette tapes uh through the mail and that's that's how it got it got around but there are re reissues on lp so you might you might be able to find something from there dude that's cool yeah great stuff man i so i've listened to that album all the way through and then i listened to an album that came out right at the same year actually called midnight cleaners that is also fantastic all right dude so that was again the cleaners from venus that song was called A Girl With Cars In Her Eyes. I'm going to pass it back to you, brother. What you got? All right, Q. It's time for the, uh, it's time for the 180. Um, and this is the, this, so this is the song that I messaged you about maybe a month ago, about a month ago. And I said that I, I've got a doozy for you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I accompanied that message with two dancing Bart Simpson uh, gifs or gifs, Q. I don't want to offend anybody. You know what, dude? It's fine. I'm over it. Uh, you mean like the good vibin'? The good vibes. Good vibin' Bart? Good vibin' Bart. Now, um, I don't know if that's going to hold true, Q. Uh, well, let me let me take that back. You don't think I'm going to be swaying I, I back like and forth like Bart? You are going to be swaying back and forth, but I feel like uh, good vibe, good vibes Bart is is really perfect for like shoegaze and vaporwave and stuff like that, or at least in my mind. Good vibes Bart is washed out uh, right. a new theory. Yeah, exactly. All right, Q. So this band here, this I, I got to give credit to Josie Records. Basically, every Friday they post the new releases, right? So anyway, um, this is a band. 
a, a jazz, funk, and soul band from the 70s. Oh, God damn it, dude. What? You're going to make me change up, change it up again, man. I'm going to have to bring something totally different now. You know, if dude, it you works just, out, you do whatever feels right to you. Q. <laughs> but this is a this is going to be a song from the seventies. Now it was reissued and released on vinyl about a month ago. So the story is with this record. So the the band is called the Southern Energy Ensemble. Apparently, this record was recorded in the seventies uh, on this record label called Black Fire Records came out in 77 or i'm sorry it didn't come out in 77 it was recorded in 77 but it was kind of one of those things where it sounds like the band kind of went off and they all kind of did their own thing back then it was never officially released so it's kind of one of those like lost classics is kind of what they refer to it as it was put out on cd in the 90s but aside from that it was never pressed or anything it didn't really have a major release or anything like that right but anyway um let's just listen to it man so let me let me just say this q the vocals i think are are what really drew me into this record because they they sound imperfect at times and i think that actually makes it better i love that in in music dude i love let me just leave it at that then so again the band is called southern energy ensemble and this is the very last track on this record and this is called the best part of me seeing that life 
if you ever had the chance. Who knows if they ever played live together? Crazy. So, accompanying this reissue is like this uh, sort of these liner notes, this letter kind of thing that that one the producer wrote, and he's talking about how, and he also played like some of the other instruments on the record, and he's talking about how like um, you know after the session we didn't ever get a chance to listen through to the album and we all moved on to other things. The album was canned and only received a release on CD and LP much later. In 93, I remember Plunky, which I guess is one of the other members, giving me copies and some of the band members and I got together to hear it. It was funny to hear it back with everyone. We were, we were reflecting that we were all young when we recorded it, but we all agreed that it actually sounded better than we had originally remembered. I thought it was interesting that like they didn't even listen to it really. Like yeah. nobody heard this stuff. That's weird, man. For, you know, almost, you know, almost 20 years. And then they hear it for the first time. And then for the most part, nobody heard it really until the nineties, but it just sounds like one of those really obscure uh, records that was just put out. But yeah, it's interesting because I'm reminded of this. Uh, there's this really great documentary that quest love put out this year. You can watch it on Hulu. Let me see if I can get the exact name of it because it's, uh, I think it's called like Summer of Love or something like that. Um, Summer of Soul, sorry. It's called The Summer of Soul. And it's about this soul music festival that happened the same week that Woodstock happened. And so it was just completely forgotten about. Nobody covered it. Nobody talked about it. And it was just kind of brushed aside. But it was this amazing week of music from all these soul you know, very well-known, iconic musicians like um, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone. Gladys Knight, it looks like. Stevie Gladys Wonder. Gladys Knight. Stevie Wonder, right. But, like, it just kind of makes you think, like, you know, how much amazing, great soul music like this has just been lost or just forgotten about. This festival was, like, this huge deal and, like, Oh, also the moon landing happened <laughs> the same. So week. the moon landing and then Woodstock. Yeah. So it had no chance, right? That's the one-two punch, dude. Exactly. But anyway, it just kind of makes you think about that kind of stuff, right? That's crazy. Anyway, I highly recommend watching that documentary for anybody out there. It's on Hulu if you're a Hulu subscriber. Again, it's called Summer of Soul. Anyway. All right, Q. So now where, where do we go from here? 70s jazz and soul. What what are we what are we gonna do next? I'm gonna let you decide, dude. Do you want to pull a 180? Or I'm all about 180s, man. Okay. I've got another 180 because I don't think it's gonna. Well, we'll see. But I I think it's just nothing but 180s from here on out, dude. Not, uh, damn it, I'm so conflicted, dude. There's no way you've got a jazz soul record from the 70s. I do. Well, play it, man. It's not from the 70s. All okay. Right. All right. But I wasn't 80s. gonna play this today, dude. I had it queued up like a few days ago. You got to go with your gut, you know? I'm going with it, man. Go with your gut? All right, so, and I don't know if you want to spill beans right now, dude. Spill. But I've been been reading this awesome book by David Brown. He's also a senior writer at Rolling Stone magazine. And he wrote a definitive, I'm going to say definitive, biography on Sonic Youth called Goodbye 20th Century. And uh, they, and this, dude, this is something I'm learning about bands. They recycled through 
quite a few drummers in their early days, dude. And it's funny how often that happens. I mean, we talked about it with Block Party mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, other other examples that I can't think of. But um, one of their drummers that appears on their first record, his name's Richard Etson. And he was in another band at the time that he decided to stick around with instead because he was having more fun in this Afrobeat jazz and funk group called Conk, K-O-N-K. And they were all playing music together in the same clubs in New York City back in the early 80s. Uh, This was part of the post-punk, new wave, just kind of anti-everything kind of movement. And part of that, which is blowing my mind right now, was uh, there was like a a dance scene in the post-punk world, Hmm. almost like a anti-disco disco disco scene. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And this, uh, I'm, there's so much that I want to, that I am discovering about the post-punk scene in in New York in the early eighties that it's just kind of blown my mind, dude. So conk, just a really fun, like heavy on the horns, Afrobeat funk group. Uh, they have an album that was actually released as like an eight song digital release in 2009. It's a live at CBGB record. And the show is from November 6th, 1981. And I'm going to play a song off it, dude. This song is called Cool Out Gar. Imagine being in like part of that post-punk scene in New York, going to CBGB and then seeing a band like that, dude. 
Must have been crazy times, man. Crazy times. Especially if it's CBGB and like the band that comes out after them, the you know the plays after them, or, or you know some punk band or something like that. You know. Yeah, I wonder if they tried to keep similar vibes on the bill each night. You know, if it was just like. I hope not. I hope you got to hear. I hope you got to hear it all. You know. I mean, it's very possible that Sonic Youth shared a stage with them, dude. Right. Very possible. And that's cool. More than likely, they did. I feel like that was kind of putting me in like a, a trance, if I, <laughs> if I can call back to last week. Really? I could see some vaporwave artists sort of sampling those those horns for some Ooh, reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Anyways, man. So that's Conk, and you threw me for a loop, dude. So I, I, I'm going to have to nix one of my other picks now. Nix one of your picks? Nix one of my picks, dude. All right. I think it's whiplash time, dude. It's, it's time now. Um, I wouldn't say this is another 180. But maybe it's a ninety. Okay. Um. So the, uh, uh, dude, I don't. You're gonna have to help me here, Q. Okay. I'm trying to figure out if this is a good song or not, because I listen to it and it's great, and I'm really into it, and it's amazing. And then I listen to it another time. I'm like, God, I don't know if I'm into this right now. But <laughs> are we doing this? I mean. Are we doing this on as part of the show here? Yes. All right, man. So because if it, so if it really sucks. This might be a first for us. Uh, it, let, let me just put it this way. It doesn't suck. This is a great song, but you got to be in the right mood for it. Okay. But it's an art rock song, art rock sort of like experimental, I would say. I hate comparing bands to talking heads because I feel like I do it all the time. This, I swear, this is a this is relevant to, to, to compare um, this singer to, to David Byrne. So I'm talking about a group called Gorilla Toss. They have the No Wave label on them, Q, which is amazing because they are actually they formed in 2012. So No Wave Art Rock. So this is a perfect segue from that from that clip you just played. Totally. Anyway, I'm gonna play a song off of their 2017 record, GT Ultra. And you know what? I take back everything I just said, Q. This is a solid track. <laughs> you might not like it out there listeners but i think it's i think it's pretty solid it's gonna have your toes tapping for sure well we usually dig the same tunes dude so i'm sure i'll like it and true i think you'll like it all right so here we go this song is called betty dreams of green men
You know, I loved every second of that, man. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's hard not to like it. Wow, dude. I think I've listened to it like 10 times in the last like three days. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little bit grating. But <laughs> like I said, you got to be you got to be in it or you're not going to be in it. I'm so, in it and, now, and, dude. Uh, yeah, it, it's great. It's a great tune, man. The first time I heard it, I was blown away. That is Talking Heads meets the B-52s. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But yeah, her vocal delivery is fucking amazing, right? Yeah. I love all the synth stuff happening in the background. It's a really good... I can see how it gets the no-wave genre on it, I, you know, uh, that label. And definitely art rock, right? That's that's oh, where yeah. the, the Talking Heads comes in. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Q, the Rolling Stone put them on their top 10 great modern punk bands list. So these guys are... I've never heard of them before, but they're... There's something, man. Imagine seeing that live. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be fucking amazing. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, awesome. So yeah, that, that song was called, again, that was called Betty Dreams of Green Men by a band called Gorilla Toss. They're a blast, man, to, to listen to, obviously. All right, Q, we're, we're coming down here. We're, we're, we got, I got one track left. You got two tracks left. So what, what, where do we go from here? Well, believe it or not, dude, I've got something that pairs real nice with that we do not compare notes before we do this <laughs> i just want to put that out there i don't remember where i came across this band um they are called simon spines simon is spelled p-s-y-m-o-n kind of all over the place dude they've got a lot of like lo-fi almost uh i'm gonna say dream pop dude i'm gonna say it it's not the first time that that's been said on this this episode. But dream pop, maybe like, I don't know, more dancey. I mean, I could see some Talking Heads influence with these with this group. They have two main singers, and they kind of go back and forth. So one song is going to sound a little bit different as far as the vibes go because it's a totally different singer. One is uh, Noah Prebish, Prebish, and he is joined by Sabine or Sabine Holler. Uh, they're the two like main singers. So this song I'm bringing is All Sabine. God, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, dude. Sabine? Sabine? Uh, this is an album of theirs that just came out this year. It's called Charismatic Megafauna. This is track four on the record. The song is called Jump Rope. Season 
Dude, I've been I've been smiling a lot this episode, man. These are <laughs> these tunes are great. I confess I wasn't paying attention. When, when did this come out? This is a brand new album. That's what I'm saying, dude. This is Strawberry. <laughs> what were they called? Strawberry, strawberry Switchblade. <laughs> strawberry Switchblade. This yeah. is their influence, man. You can still hear it. Totally. Uh, that's great, man. I love that song. A lot of great music coming out right now. Yeah, I dude. feel like there is a there is a movement happening. I feel, and you you brought I've, a lot I've of brought it. it, and I've brought it up before, dude. This movement. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I love it. I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, dude. All right, man. Last pick for you, brother. Last pick for me, and this is a brand spanking new song. Uh, well, at least it is now. By the time this uh, episode comes out, it'll be a week or so old. But this is a band that I would put in the same camp as Narrowhead or Gleamer or some of these other bands that I've actually brought to the table before. But it's grunge and shoegaze kind of combined, right? I mean, how could you get any better than that, dude? You can't. I don't think you can. You can't get any better than that. So this song, uh, this band is called Modern Color, and this is a brand new single from these guys. And this song is called Dread. <laughs> new song <laughs> brand new yeah yeah dude i'm loving it i'm loving it i'm loving the two different like camps of like resurgences that are happening right now man. yeah it's, it's a, a lot of uh, young artists it's a great time to be a music fan <laughs> yeah dude it it's always the is dream pop it's the shoegaze it's the grunge yeah and so many great like renditions of that and mixes of those genres dude good stuff totally so again, that was Dread by a band called Modern Color. 
All right, Q, how are you going to close us out? How are you going to bring us home here? I'm going to bring a dark a dark vibe, dude, that I okay. think goes well with that shoegaze grunge stuff. All right. So I don't know much about this band. It's a duo. They're from Chile called The Holy Drug Couple. And they just released an album that was initially... So it's kind of confusing. These songs, I believe, were initially commissioned and I think... The majority of the songs show up as music score for a short horror film called Cursed Forever. And then they decided to release it as a completely separate record called Soundtrack for Evil Doll. It says it proposes a parallel narrative line in which listeners can make its own lectures and imagine diverse timelines of the film. So I guess it's the way they piece it together and everything. Interesting. So it's really well thought out, kind of like a a sidetrack to the score uh okay. for a short film i'm all about it and dude i'm gonna tell you this right now man i know 100 percent for sure you're gonna really really like this song dude okay it's instrumental i know how you feel about instrumentals dude and i have feelings about it's it. essentially you know score type music for a film which i know you also love dude so this is the opening track this song is called aurora
all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's great, man. So this is or is not a soundtrack for a movie? Uh, okay, so it says here, we got to a final approximately 25 songs of music, of which on most 18 minutes of it were actually used in the film. The final set of songs, named Soundtrack for Evil Doll, presents a logical compilation of music in an EP short album format. Okay. There's 25, so there's seven minutes on this EP that did not make it into the film. Okay. That's awesome, yeah. Um, didn't take me long before I added this to my, my favorites uh, to listen to later on Spotify. Yeah, dude. It's all the same vibes. It's great. I love the drums, man. The drums were killer. Me too. And I love that, that track. Uh, underlying just... Mm-hmm. The consistency of that thing, the background that's just relentless, yeah. Yeah, dude, just keeps going the whole time. I love that kind of stuff. It kind of makes you feel uneasy. The funny thing about this song is that it kind of reminded me of, bear with me on this cue, maybe like a Tycho song. No, bear with me. But do you hear what I'm saying? Like, Tycho is obviously in a different camp as far as like, you know, IDM, down-tempo type of music. But I mean, it had a similar vibe. Scott Hansen of Tycho does a lot of great stuff with like drums and stuff. Yeah. And uh, guitar elements and stuff like that. Similar, like uh, synth, kind of like uh, what is that? The name of that one of your favorite uh, genres of electronic music? Hypnagogic, the night drive stuff. Okay, that's like a synth wave. The drive soundtrack kind of introduced that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with Ryan Gosling in it. Outrun is that what you meant? Outrun. Outrun yeah, that those kind of vibes. So I'm going to read this. Uh, a little snippet from the band camp real quick to to wrap it up. Um, so that song Aurora that I just played cont- contains all the motives presented in the album. Heavy presence of drums and percussion, repetitive and pulsating bass lines, and saturated soundscapes reminiscent to an urban horror dystopia. So yeah, dude, that's what you're in for if, if you want to press play on this album. It's great. Yeah, it's great, man. Love it. So that's it, dude. Last month... I started us off in a dark vibe. This this month I'm in in this on one. Yeah, and you know what? I, I wouldn't call that very dark at all, honestly. Uh, it spooked me out, dude. Gave me really? chills. There, your your bar is low <laughs> for for getting scared. Um, yeah, man, great. I think this is a really great collection of songs, dude. We did it. We did it. We did it, dude. And now you know what? In another month, we're gonna be just. At the up to the very last minute, trying to figure out another five songs each to bring, and I've already started. Well, I've got leftovers, man. Hangovers. Dude, I got leftovers list. for all the way back to to our first one back in January. If I bring a song that was on this hangover list next month, that tells you how great it was because it stuck around for a full month. Yeah, dude. I got. I, we could do a whole episode on on on, leftovers. Your, on your hangovers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's it, man. That's our mixtape for the month. Really eclectic mix there i think but I, you know what i think it all kind of it worked really well together actually yeah surprisingly um, that was not planned but that typically is how it goes like we said you know we listen to a lot of the same kind of music but um yeah we went from like a hong kong shoegaze band to 70s soul and jazz to 80s i don't know what you call those guys but um conk <laughs> no not conk the other band but yeah conk too strawberry switchblade <laughs> see i can't even keep up with it at all the cleaners so from great... venus cleaners from venus yeah yeah dude I, I was bringing a lot of oldies today. good stuff good stuff man yeah all right so um as we've been talking about uh just when you thought we were done with down tempo we got one more episode 
in store for you next week is going to be a similar format to this episode, but it's going to be a down tempo mixtape. So basically, you know, we decided on on four records to talk about, which was Workshop, Theory Corporation, Quantic, and Underworld. And then, you know, the, the the both of us decided like, you know what, there's just so many great down tempo artists out there and songs that we love and have been listening to for years. Let's have one more episode where we can kind of sprinkle in this sort of, uh, you know, miscellaneous artists here that don't really don't really need a full episode necessarily but um but yeah so that's gonna be next week again it's gonna be five five tracks from each of us so it's gonna be what's your heard format dude two weeks in a row man what's your heard format but nothing but down tempo yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be good and then we'll be done with down tempo we'll have gotten it out of our system definitively at that point and then we're gonna transition back into more of our wheelhouse um for the foreseeable future right, we're gonna do some post-punk yeah. new wave that's what we're gonna be hanging out in for a while for a little bit yeah all right so that's that um i'm ready to wrap this up so i can go eat some din din <laughs> well why don't you rapid fire let them know where we right. where they can find us dude you're better at that than me well here's what we would love here's what we would love for you to do if you're on instagram look us up we're, we're, we're the new kids on the block we're really enjoying instagram right now um we were a little bit late to the party, but uh, that's where we're at. So find us on Instagram at No Filler Podcast. You can just if you were following us on on Twitter, just forget about it, man. <laughs> and come find us on Instagram. Uh, it's just a better it's just a better platform. Uh, so we're gonna be able to share more things with you on Instagram. Uh, just more content, more music. Weekly episodes will be will be uh, dropped on Instagram as far as whenever a new new episode comes out, we'll make a post about it. That kind of thing. But we're also going to have, you know, some interesting types of content that we can share with you, like, you know, maybe our our favorite episodes so far. Yeah, we're going to start, like, bringing together playlists of episodes in maybe, like, we'll piece together an epi- uh, a playlist with all of our shoegaze episodes, a playlist with all of our uh, back to school episodes, you know, and yeah, and we'll and we'll link to all those on our Instagram. So. It's just a better a better place for this kind of stuff. So anyway, find us on Instagram. Reach out to us on Instagram. You can still talk to us on Twitter. It's like we're deleting that account, but we'd prefer it if you talk to us on Instagram, honestly. So if you're on Instagram, find us at No Filler Podcast. And uh, you can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That is the network for music lovers. Uh, chances are, if you like this podcast, there are plenty of other podcasts on that network dozens i would say that you would also probably enjoy because it's all music content all the time go uh head over to pantheonpodcast.com and uh yeah that's it so like i said next week down tempo mixtape if you don't like the the mixtape that you've heard on this show odds are you're gonna like at least one track out of ten because i'm trying to bring a good mix of of, of down tempo uh sounds and, and and vibes right I think as we proved last week for Underworld, like, you know, there's a there's a lot of different sounds under the the down tempo umbrella, you know. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna bring a, a pretty wide range of sound next week, dude. With my down tempo jams. Awesome. All right, Q, you got you got an outro track for us? I do, man. Um so this is an artist that goes by little Annie. She also goes by Annie Anxiety. Uh she's been dropping albums since 1984 
I think she showed up on one of my lists on Spotify because I recently got into this band called Dry Cleaning. I've, I've mentioned them to you before, dude. They are this like post-punk new wave band, but the lead singer does nothing but spoken word. That's that's the whole thing, dude. Uh, she never sings, really. It's just all spoken word. It sounds very much like the stuff we were bringing yesterday or last week with Underworld. Okay, cool. Really interesting stuff. And so this song from Little Annie showed up on my radar from an album of hers that came out in 1992 called Short and Sweet. I haven't listened to all of her music, but I believe, based on just the other few songs of, of hers that I listened to from this album, this is the only one on there that has this spoken word vibe, but man, is it great, dude. Um, she's kind of like um, R&B, hip-hop. She's kind of all over the place. It's, that, it's got that classic 92 hip-hop vibe. Okay, love it. Love it, man. Post. Okay, here we go. She's got a, a unique hybrid of post-punk, jungle, dub, hip-hop, and avant-garde. Okay, wow. This song is so awesome, dude. Um, and it's going to be a great way to send us off for today. So, again, this is a song from Little Annie off of her album Short and Sweet from 1992. The song is called I Think of You. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name's Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. Waking up sometime around noon, cooking the breakfast. You know, I think of you and all that bacon you're out there making to bring on home to me. I think of you. I think of you. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. 
In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.